All right, how we doing, everybody? I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Lexi Browning is back, and that's right. It's just The Bachelorette this week. No sports, just The Bachelorette finale with the best Bachelorette co-host in the world, Lexi Browning. We have it all. We have a Paradise preview. We talk about everything that happens in the episode. You'll find out if I like it, if she likes it. We got it all. Our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. No sports, that means no Thrive Fantasy Sports, but O'Shea's Irish Pub a faithful pillar of the Louisville community. Check out the Baxter Avenue location, 956 Baxter Avenue. Open late on the weekends. Great food, great service, awesome family. Downtown, 123 Main Street. O'Shea's Irish Pub, the happiest place on earth. All right, let's get it going. Bachelor Red Talk, Lexi Browning. We are back. The finale. Um, last week we didn't have an episode. I'm not going to elaborate much more other than that. But thankfully, everything that happened last week was kind of merged into the first ten minutes of this week, so we didn't really miss anything. We could dive right into it. Lexi, how are you? I'm doing great. I love a finale, although this one was such a mess. I mean, a disaster, really. So I, I absolutely love the finale. I've gotten into a habit with this show of, uh, of complaining a lot, of feeling like I, I'm never getting off work on Mondays. I'm going to work. I'm going to watch this show. I'm not having fun. And I, I went into it with that attitude again on Monday. They just fixed it for me. I was so surprised at the way it ended that it actually ended in a happy manner. And to see the Instagram posts after and everything, I, I was truly shocked. It made me so happy. Great season what did you watch okay so let's go ahead and do this then so we started off with the greg departure which we saw in the prior episode but we we see it again so she basically got dumped three straight times three straight breakups for her andrew s lured her back in so he could break up with her michael a broke up with her and then greg broke up with her which was astounding really it's it's hard to get broken up with three times as the lead on the show yeah okay so since we weren't here last week we didn't get to talk about greg that was like really the main thing from last week and here's what i want to say greg has been someone that i've loved all season long if you've been listening to red talk listening to me talk about the bachelorette you know i'm a big greg person i was fully fully on on board with him and I wasn't going to give up on this man very easily, but they went into this night having just a a miscommunication that unraveled everything in a matter of seconds. And he flipped this switch and turned into someone that I just did not even recognize anymore. I still am really confused about what even happened and how I truly feel about it. But Watching the episode, I just felt like triggered and like nauseous. And I fell definitely more on the Katie side of things, I think, because I just couldn't believe the way that he was speaking to her. It really felt like she was trying to clear up the miscommunication. He just wasn't having it. He had totally given up and shut down in his mind. And there was nothing that Katie could say or do to get him back other than completely 
leaving the show and going with him, which would not have made sense with how he was acting towards her at the time. Right. And, you know, for Greg, there's nothing more toxic than not like participating, than not listening in a pivotal conversation. And that's what you saw here. He, like you said, he just flipped a switch. And I, I think that you saw the persistent, the still present hatred that existed between them when they were on the couch. But it, it, it was crazy. Uh, I didn't feel like Greg had that in him, to be honest. But uh, you kind of knew when he was staring out at her and Blake watching him that he was going to freak out. And every single time we watch this show, it's just a repetitive event with different faces. Somebody gets mad at the lead for having another relationship right before they could maybe propose to her, which in a real life scenario makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it doesn't make sense on the show. And I was happy Katie said things like, have you not seen the show before? Yeah, I had other relationships. And Greg couldn't handle that. I think that's what started it. And then he just kind of went downhill from there. Uh, he did not seem very stable at any point. He kind of on the couch though. He kind of figures it out. We'll, we'll get into it at the end, but Greg's gone. And now we're left with this, this final pairing, this dynamic duo of Justin and Blake. And when Tasha and Caitlin come in to tell them that Greg has left Blake and Justin, look at each other with like the Paul Rudd meme where he's talking to himself, like, look at us. Who would have thought? Like, not me. They're just staring at each other. I cannot believe that they're in the final two. Nobody can. If you're if you're doing draft pools after you watch three episodes or so, there's no way you're putting Blake and Justin in your final two. And, and I immediately thought that Blake was going to come away with the championship. And I, I thought he carried himself very well for not having a very high IQ. See, I was positive that she was going to end the show because my deductions were this typically in a season. I feel like we have an episode for fantasy suites. We have an episode for Katie's hometowns. Then we have the finale episode with after the final rose. For some reason they were compiling all of this. Plus what we just saw last week with Greg leaving. I thought in my heart, there's no way that she's going to be able to move forward with the show. And it did not make sense to me that she did. She was truly heartbroken on the bathroom floor and her being able to just like continue on. She lost me completely. Like I'll say that Greg lost me with the miscommunication, but Katie lost me with everything after that, the way that she continued on with the fantasy suite with Blake. I was just, confused could not get on board with the fact that she was turned around and told him like I love you right away her whole golden rule this whole time is I'm gonna wait for there to be one man left and with Justin still in a hotel room she turns around and says I love you to Blake after just losing a massive relationship with Greg for not saying those words I just feel like and I'm not faulting her for this because I think it's just like a trauma response and i understand where she's coming from and it's just like it's watching a plane crash like this is a really unsettling ending and not a couple I can really get behind not that I don't think they're great together because I do it just was so overshadowed by Greg and she even said like days before that Greg was her number one so those are her words College football rankings throughout the season, they they change based on events, based on results of games. And and I thought that Blake still had a fighting chance. I did think Greg was the favorite going into uh, the second to last episode. But I thought that the way Greg carried himself and the way he acted gave Katie 
just this sense of power with Blake. Oh, Blake wouldn't do this to me. And I thought at that moment she decided like, all right, I'm going to really, really try this with Blake. And Blake kind of killed it in, in, in the date that led up to the uh, fantasy suites. And, you know, Blake uh, got to have sex. So congrats to him. Uh, you know, it's kind of all he's been on the show now for for two seasons for three bachelorettes. That was his end goal the whole time. And he he finally got to do it. So good for him. But I really did think that she always felt like Blake had a chance. Like she wasn't sold on Greg. And a lot of times we get to the end and we really feel confident that one person's going to win. And I think Katie might have felt that way too, but it wasn't even close to 100%. And Greg just ran the score up on himself, just destroyed himself, self-sabotage. And it gave Blake, I think, a lot more than Blake gave himself the whole season. Just, uh, you know, win by default. And I, I thought that their, their date was great. And she moves on to... Uh, break up with Justin and that was crushing. And we've heard, uh, you mentioned it. Uh, she said, what, what's one thing that the audience should have seen more of it's, it's Justin. And, um, Justin's clearly pretty upset. Katie's not upset at all. It, it's very hard to watch. You know, Justin says, uh, I hope he never takes you for granted. I think it's a powerful quote. And, uh, he, he goes on his way, but he was a good sport on the couch after they did the memeable man montage. Never thought Justin had a chance. Great job, man. Like really impressive silver medal. Like never thought you had it in you. <laughs> truly like what a cinderella story that was and he was a good sport the whole way through he um he was a good person to have on tv just with his face acting alone he never really got involved with the drama like the perfect runner-up really although he definitely got gypped with the camera time and i think that is unfair because he seemed like a funny person. Like I kind of feel like we maybe missed out on not getting to know a little bit more about Justin. And I don't believe he's going to be going to paradise. So maybe in a few years or maybe he'll just find a normal girlfriend in real life. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, back to the Blake thing. Apparently he just satisfied her multiple times, which God, we didn't need to know. And I'm sorry for reiterating <laughs> it now. Uh, yeah, you, like I said, good for Blake, man. Blake wanted that so bad. And I, for anybody that really wants something so bad and they get it, I think it's, it's cool. It's like a movie, you know, you, the movie starts, this is what they want. And then the movie ends and he, and he gets it. But in this movie, there's so much more that he has to do. He has to propose, he has to meet her family. It's a lot more difficult than that. And I, I think Blake had sex and then he kind of freaked out like, oh damn, like all this is also going to happen to me. And I don't know if I'm totally ready for it, which I thought made it a really exciting finale. I had no idea what Blake was going to do. I somehow made it this entire season without having it spoiled for me. That's amazing. That could be because not that many people watched, which is sad, but it is the case. And what comes after Justin's farewell and their post-game interview on the couch is Blake meeting Katie's family. And um, I think it's tough for a family, for a bachelorette, to know, okay, my daughter's a bachelorette, and you don't have choices. Like, the guy comes in, and it's like, this is the guy. And I, I think that makes it a lot tougher on Blake. The family wants to be harder on him because it's either going to be him or it's going to be nobody. And I felt like her family really, really wanted it to be nobody. So I'm not really super locked in watching the episode. I, I didn't see when they announced who these family members necessarily were i'm just tuned in watching it looking at my phone so i i hear things like uh this lady who i'm assuming at the time is like katie's sister you ultimately mean nothing you're here because 
you want to be here, not because we need you here. Blake responds, you know, says something nice. Oh, that's cute, but that's not how it works. <laughs> and then I hear that that was her aunt, her aunt. Yeah, I saw someone tweet and say, like, Aunt Lindsay has killed and will kill again. And that is true. That woman was like, talk to me in five years when you're divorced. Like, she had something <laughs> right. seriously wrong with her. Like, that was ser that was some comical relief for a really tough episode and Blake's face during the whole thing like he is he's shook he already is like a little bit nervous and my god Lindsay you are not helping oh man that was funny nothing productive comes from treating somebody like that and it was it's different if Blake is like drowning right if he's saying all the wrong things and Blake's not a great speaker we've said that since Claire he's he's just not great at, at talking and he's up there he's doing the best he can he's putting on his brave face he's listening to his fight song and he's just going at it like never backing down responding not being rude not just getting up and walking out I gained so much respect for Blake and his overall bravery. And I, I go back on something I said a few episodes ago. The wildlife is in good hands. Not a lot of people want to go take care of the wildlife, but Blake looks at everything. He's, I'm the man for this. I can watch all this wildlife death, but I'm still going to show up and I'm going to fight for these damn rhinos. I thought it was pretty special. That that aunt, uh, Lindsay, I think you said her name, reprehensibly bad character. And there's always a couple bad family members, but like, I don't know what she was trying to prove, if she was trying to be a little over the top because she was on TV. But if that's really how she acts, I mean, I, I can't imagine what Thanksgiving's like with her. Hopefully Katie doesn't have to see her all the time. I mean, th Blake is not going to have fun going and visiting her family. It's, it's not going to be fun. He needs to get her to Africa with the rhinos so they never have to see him. <laughs> man that's so true and it's just so random that it's the aunt that's just going off like this like the mom was like sweet and supportive <laughs> i mean she still had her reservations which i think every like family member does but i mean aunt Lindsay was straight up hateful i mean i kind of stand i think barb was a notorious family member and i actually hate barb but Lindsay, i think is pretty funny I didn't think she was funny, and I, I just can't relate to it. Every family member I have, every aunt, parent, grandparent, everybody's so nice. Like They're, they're so welcoming, and I, I just – when you meet other people's family members like that, you're just shocked that that's something that they dealt with all their life. And uh, for her to be on TV, for her to be given a platform, it's – oh, it's just absurd. But that, that's enough about Lindsay. Zero out of ten for me. I, I can't believe that you – I mean, I did enjoy watching it, I guess, if, if that's what you're trying to say. It was it was good TV because you're sitting there like, oh, my God, this is not happening. And that doesn't always happen during the show. Sometimes it's a snooze fest. But after this, they go on this uh, this date, which I think was it looked very similar to Claire's date with that ex-football player that we thought might murder her there. They're like in the uh, in, in the, you know, mountains or whatever, I, I don't know, a canyon, whatever you want to call it. And they're like writing each other a poem. And I'm, I'm like, oh, wow, that that guy, he was he was a murderer. No, nobody ever talked about it. And then I look up and they're burning this giant monster. And I was just so confused. Can you just explain to me what was going on there? 
you know, Will, I uh, I wish I could. I was just sitting there wondering what in the f that was. I, I hated that. Absolutely hated it. I mean, maybe like the idea of it would be okay, but what were they thinking? This is the finale. Like there's, this is their last time they're going to be together before the proposal. You're not going to give them something beautiful to hold on to and cherish this moment when they look back on it. You're like, this is the stuff of nightmares. I really don't know what they were thinking or how this got approved or really don't know why this was there. Yeah, I mean, it was a giant monster, and to their credit, they, they killed it. You know, I mean, it, it ended up in flames. That that thing is dead. It's not going to haunt anybody else anymore, which I guess, in a way, is a, is a powerful, symbolic representation of their relationship. Maybe that monster is like, like Greg, in a way, figurative, verbal meme. That's Greg up there, and they're burning him down. I, I don't know what the goal was. I did miss that. I apologize. I should watch the show with uh, some more effort, some more livelihood. But Blake goes on to the stage where he is going to pick out some engagement rings. And he's doing that with his ex-girlfriend, Tasha, which I've always thought is fascinating. You know, Blake's great vocabulary is really, really put just in lights here. He's looking at the rings like, that, that's a beauty. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, this is going to go great. You definitely don't want to pick any of these rings. So at this point in the show, I will say I'd had a little wine. And I have in my notes here, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily still feel that way. But kind of thought Tasha was kind of jealous, kind of jealous of uh, of Katie getting to marry Blake. Uh, I'd say she was more like concerned that he was gonna like propose and or not propose because he was so unsure. I mean, this was shades of Brendan from Tasha's season, looking at rings and just turning pale as like. I don't know, white, pale as white. And <laughs> he like, he just was sick. I could tell that he, <laughs> he had some really strong reservations and had absolutely no business proposing, I don't think. I feel like he felt like that's what Katie wanted and he wanted to be able to deliver, but I don't think he was ready for it. I think both of them would have been totally fine with being like, hey, how about we date and I love you very much. Yeah, which he, he could have done. We've seen that before, and that's where we miss Chris Harrison here. I've always thought it was a was a fascinating part of the show when somebody's kind of like, ah, I don't know if I should marry this girl. I've got to spend like three days total with her, maybe tops over this five-week period, and I'm not sure this is my wife. I feel like we should go experience the real world. And Chris Harrison's like, yeah, so you're either going to propose or you're going to get the hell off my show today i've always enjoyed that it's fun to watch and Tasha, i guess was trying to do that in her own way but i also was thinking man Tasha's Tasha's trying to stop this in the track she's trying to implement doubt into blake's head because maybe she's having some regrets and she wishes she wishes she would have picked blake because he's such a great guy i'm wondering like, where's Neil Lane? We always have Neil Lane. Like, the show needs some consistency. Like, bring in bring in one guy, one familiar face that we know. But I, I bet he probably just didn't want to quarantine again. He was like, nah, I'm out. Or maybe no, he, he uh, had a strong he opinion about Chris Harrison's exit. Yeah, he boycotted. He was boys with Chris. Oh, did he? Okay. No, I have no idea. 
Wow. Okay, that's juicy. Well, no, I, I literally have no. Okay. Clue. Well, I don't hate what they did actually, but I, but I was, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, Caitlin's there. We have another option that we could use here, but at the same time, with him being so in distress and him and Tasha having some like layer of friendship, I do think it was sort of beneficial. And like Tasha was definitely there for him. She was sort of like nervous for him and uh, wondering how if she was like going to have to plan an escape for Katie and or Blake. Uh, tensions were definitely high here. And I'm thinking to myself, like watching this back as Katie, how would I feel watching him like approach this so nervously saying like, I just want to breathe, but I can't like, ouch. Right. Yeah. So even after we don't really know what he does, like what's going through his head when it ends, which I thought made it all the more exciting when he's getting out of the limo and he's walking up there to their to their final beautiful scene, perhaps the, the best way to get engaged in the world with this bachelorette bachelor engagement setup they give you where it's where it's like a movie where it's it's like kind of like you're already getting married the way they have it all just decorated and spread out. And Blake gets out of the car and Tasha says, you look great. And he says, I'm freaking out. I started dying laughing. Like he, he's literally making his final steps and he still doesn't really know what he's going to do. And I was like, this is, I'm here for this. I'm enjoying the show. I felt the same way. I feel like he, he had the ring in his pocket and he was like, I'm just going to get up there and see what Katie says. And then she, she like was clearly hungry for that ring and just was, I mean, she didn't let on that she had a single doubt that he was going to propose, although I did listen to a podcast today where she says that in that moment she was expecting him not to propose, that she was fully prepared for him to not propose. Did you get an ounce of that vibe watching it? No, not at all. I thought she had the ultimate confidence that it was going to happen, which is what made me think that I was about to watch a car crash because he gets up there and he's first verse, eight mile, you know, knees weak, ar- arms are heavy, vomit on his sweater already. He he cannot talk. He's, he's supposed to make the first statement here, I feel like. He's been chosen. He is the winner of The Bachelorette, and he doesn't even speak. He just gets up there and lets out some deep sighs, and then Katie starts talking, and Blake's got this look on his face. I think Blake's looking for like a Monica Chandler type deal for Katie to just kind of get down and propose to him, which I also was kind of here for, but I do think Katie wanted it that bad. But I still think in the dying moments there, before they actually got engaged, that Blake really didn't know what he was going to do. Didn't know what he was going to do. I thought Katie kind of, her last words, Blake was like, ah, you know, whatever. I'll marry this girl. I got nothing going on. Yeah, I saw another tweet that said that they are perfect for each other because um, Blake is Katie's third choice and Katie is Blake's third bachelorette. And I was like, that is poetic, actually. Very romantic. And I do, yeah. I do in my gut believe that they are a good match and also could see that this was the correct decision for them. Like they really do seem to have a lot of the same interests and like mesh well together and make a lot of sense as a couple. But I just feel like they've had so many hurdles to jump through between the Greg stuff, the proposal stuff, the aunt Lindsay stuff. 
it just seemed like everyone was hesitant and it must be so brutal watching this playback. Like it's just not very flattering for the couple. And I just, I felt nothing watching the proposal and I usually am like tearing up a little and just nothing for me. Complete opposite over here. I stood up and I gave their proposal a standing ovation, clapped and said out loud, wow, what a great season. I love this. You know, I, I disagree with you there. I thought it was kind of nice. I, I like when it ends happily. And I, the last few times I've known what's going to happen or had a general idea. And I, I really didn't know here. I was surprised. Um, and, and I'm happy for him. And I'm cheering for him. I hope they work out. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that was sort of interesting because I thought maybe like if there was if Katie really did have doubts that he was going to propose, I thought that the edit would show that because it might make things more interesting. But maybe they just had enough doubt with Blake that they were like, we're good on that front. And you said it. You thought you were going to watch a car crash. So it clearly came across that way. So good job on the producers. And I am happy that there is at least a couple to root for at the end of this, although Although I really think she should have just given up. I really do. <laughs> I disagree. And for people that think the validity of this show is is not consistent and that this, that this isn't a good way to find love, well, you're just wrong. Statistics would prove that you are incorrect now. We're looking at four successful relationships, all four in a row, still rolling on. Claire and Dale still together, living it up. Claire knew immediately she made her choice. It's beautiful. They had some rough moments, but they're back. Tasha and Zach Clark still together, still happy. And then you have Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell. They're back together now. Everything's wild. And now you have Blake and Katie. This show is on fire. Yeah, well, when you put it like that, there are a lot of couples that still exist, but TV-wise, we saw a lot of these couples crash and burn, and I do think that's a lot of adversity to go through. I think if Katie and Blake can just hold on for like these, these few months right here, I think that will say everything. I feel like this part of the relationship is going to be really challenging, and I do think they have a lot to work through especially with Katie being so honest with Blake telling her or telling him about all of her other relationships and they didn't really delve into it like they just started making out and I don't think that that's truly how you work through an issue I think that's definitely going to pop back up in the real world and they're going to have to talk through all that and it's going to be really painful and hard and I mean relationships are hard enough without all of that stuff so it's going to be a challenge but it, it just is like, are you really going to work through that with Blake Moines? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, she is. I, I'm hateful towards uh, yeah, Blake Yeah, she a is going to work through it. Blake is, is like a team that I bet on that loses three times in a row, and I hate them, and then I throw a dart on a Friday night after a bunch of beers, and, and they win at the last moment, and I'm like, I'm back. I'm, I'm putting their gear back on. I'm a Blake fan. Blake got the follow. Uh yeah, go Blake, go Katie. Let's talk about some adversity. So the reason, another reason I like this finale so much is 
after we see how it ends, okay, Katie and Blake, they're together, they're happy. We also get the negative side of it too, the the entertaining argument and breakup between Greg Grippo and Katie Thurston. So this was very interesting. Uh, I have learned, uh, was surfing the internet a little bit, reading about the show, that Greg was communicating with McKenna before coming to the show. And that that was something that went into Katie being, you know, twice as hateful. I, I don't even know if hateful is the right word. I was on Katie's side here. I thought she had a backbone and stood up for herself. And I thought Greg kind of found himself at the end of the argument a little bit. It, it's, it's a rare situation when you see two prominent characters arguing up there on that stage. And Greg goes into it for sure the villain, without a doubt. I felt like the audience had Katie's back. But Greg's saying some stuff at the end, and he's getting some applause, too. So I, I felt like the audience, unbiased, listening to both sides of the story. Yeah, I feel like I'm hearing like 50-50 on it because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, Greg is gaslighting. And then other people were like, dude, it's just an argument. And Katie replied and said, I love looking at you when he poured his heart out to her. And I do see both sides. I do. But I ultimately, I feel like uh, I just side more with Katie. And after I watched the uh, episode and was removed for, from it for a few days, I started forgiving Greg more until I went back and saw that montage and like remembered exactly what he said. And those words were just so harsh. Like she was like, are you saying that you're giving up and you're leaving right now? And he was like, that's exactly what I'm saying. I was like, oh my God, I just couldn't believe how harsh he was being with her and I can't understand his mindset with that. Like if it really was just one little uh, miscommunication, then why did you give up so easily if you truly felt the way that you were saying that you felt? And then all that stuff coming to light about, oh, he's not shy and insecure. He's like a cocky Jersey guy and all this stuff. And I do think there's things coming to light and, I feel like it was just a neck and neck race. Every time someone said something, they would gain a few points, but clearly there's so much tension here and they're still not over this, which I think just makes it even more awkward with the Blake engagement. Like you could tell that there's still so much tension, like there's unfinished business there. I agree. I mean, no love lost between these two at all. And I felt like Greg went out there with the mindset of like, I'm going to save face. I'm going to say all the right things and say things that are really, really bland without giving any actual reasoning. And I'm going to try to leave with uh, somewhat of a positive reputation. I'm going to leave this stage with a better reputation than I walk onto this stage with. And Katie wasn't going to let him do that. And it, and it was a little bit back and forth, like some oohs and some ahs, like a rap battle. And Greg, in, in these moments, realized like, oh, I can't just sit here and say what she wants to hear. I'm going to have to actually stand up for myself. I am getting obliterated right now. But, you know, I thought Katie's best points were when she was talking about how she was begging him to stay and how, you know, relationships, they're not always green. It's not always a bunch of flowers and sunshine. Sometimes people go through adversity and the way to get through that is to talk to somebody about it. It's not to talk down to them and make them feel like they're less than you. And that's exactly what Greg did. And I did think that Greg responded well to some of this stuff, but I thought Katie blew him out in the argument. Uh, I was halfway waiting for when that ended, when Greg said, 
you know, I, I wish you all the best for Katie to be like, I wish you the worst. And I would have been kind of here for that. But she she did say, uh, I wish you all the best as well. And it ended spicy ending to another season of The Bachelorette. Yeah, I mean, she may as well have said, I wish you the worst, because no one bought that at all. That was like, well wishes, but aka, go f*** yourself. And that's valid, I guess. I, I really didn't actually like the way that Katie portrayed herself here. I think she came off like way too hot, the way she approached the stage and immediately just wasn't even going to go in for a hug. And I don't agree with him with the accusations about like his acting career and everything like that. I really just based on what we saw, I can understand why she felt like she was talked down to and, and like not heard or respected. Sure. But I feel like she, um, she didn't really keep it very classy. And I feel like for a person who wants to come off as like engaged and happy and wanting to move forward, she, um, still had a lot of malice in her heart and didn't really seem like she was moving forward. Like she, she still had a lot bottled up and it it amazes me that they didn't ever speak in between the time that he left and the time that he, they like interacted on the show. Like, why would you never clear that up? How could you sleep at night without clearing that up? I just don't understand that. Right. And I think that went into the way Katie carried herself and the way she acted is that she had bottled that up for all that time. And and I think both things can be true. I think Blake, I think Blake and Katie can be happy together. And I think Katie can also have some to say to Greg. And it, she really wanted to tell Greg to f off. And, and, and she did. She didn't want to miss this opportunity on national TV to drop lines like, oh, and your acting classes. Whole audience, ooh, same thing when she came up, no handshaking, U of L UK meeting at midcourt before the game starts, no handshaking, nothing like that, we're just going to play the game, Katie was ready to rock, and regardless of who was right and who was wrong, it was incredibly entertaining television, which, you know, that's why people watch this show, and oftentimes, they are very disappointed, so a shout out to Katie, Greg, Blake, I, I really enjoyed it, and Katie, after the show, uh, posts a Instagram post with Blake, and this was her caption. Happy fucking birthday, honey bear. What a wild couple of months it has been. I couldn't have done this without you. I'm so ready to leave these bubbles and start living our life. I couldn't ask for a better partner. You are kind, patient, understanding, and your advocacy and your advocacy for the planet and animals is remarkable. Oh, love that part. Been saying it all season. I'm so lucky to call you my fiance, my best friend, my confidant. We are just two weirdos laughing our way through life together. Cheers to the upcoming adventures. Next stop, Canada. Beautiful. That sounds like a happy girl and a confident one. Wow. So I guess they're moving to Canada together. That is beautiful. I mean, I definitely am cheering for the two of them and hope that they uh, have a good, a good future together. I feel like, I feel like they're very similar and they're probably just out there just boning all the time. Uh, they, they probably are having sex. That's, that's fair to say they are uh, engaged to be married. So, you know, i 
I'm not going to judge him for that. But some really positive comments on this Instagram post. Zach Clark says, keep going with a heart. Caitlin Bristow says, I love you both so much. You two have always been meant to be such a strong couple. And I can't wait to see you two thrive together. Uh, Blake, uh, the other Blake uh, from Paradise, the one everybody hates, says, yes, congrats, guys. Kelly Flanagan says, congrats, Katie. You picked a true gem. Bunch of hearts. Uh, Sarah Trot, you know, the girl that left Matt James early, hottest girl ever. She said, congratulations. Love to see how happy you are. Power couple, exclamation point. Rachel Kirkconnell, so happy for you. Congrats, baby. Uh, Will Reddington, a season is only as good as its ending. Tonight was awesome. Spectacular job at Katie Thurston. Jason Tardick, congrats, guys. So happy for you. My Kenna, McKenna checks in. Congrats, you two, and oh my God, enjoy Canada. You know, McKenna's loving this. She's probably with Greg. So just a lot a lot of love, a lot of positivity. So more Bachelor Nations on my side with this than yours is the point of those comments. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, really positive sentiments. I need to get on there and, you know, send my regards to everybody. Um, that's really exciting stuff. I uh, heard a rumor also that Greg and Bree Haynes were seen together recently. And uh, I have breaking news that they are just friends. So no one go accusing Greg <laughs> of that now either. Maybe let the man live a little bit. I don't know. That was that was big for Greg, though, like to to be able to survive and be able to say some things that maybe some people at home are being like, you know what? Greg is not that bad of a guy because now Brett, Greg gets to date all these chicks. And that's that's awesome. You know, that's that's really, really f cool and slept on. So I, I, I'm not saying that, like, I think Greg's a terrible guy. I thought Katie won the argument. I thought she was more right than Greg. But like, give him hell, Greg. It's all good. Katie and Blake were meant to be together. Yeah, I actually think that Greg has a huge fan base for real. Um, a lot of people totally disagreed with Katie. And in a way, I did. I think when she got up in that women tell all, she wanted to have a little Claire versus Juan Pablo moment where she spoke her truth and the whole world was like, that is an empowered woman. Yes, girl. And like some people did, but other people were like, no. I mean, he just wanted a little bit of a affirmation and you couldn't give them that so like move along and and there's a lot of um a lot of hate out there actually um towards Katie but I mean I could see I could see it both sides how did you feel about Katie overall as a bachelorette Raider on a scale of one to ten her whole performance through and through what do what do you give her uh, I thought she did a great job I mean, persistent, was broken up with by three guys in a row down the stretch. She clearly liked all of them, and she still finds a way to give the audience a happy ending, and I think herself a happy ending. I do think that her and Blake can work. I think that they care about enough care about each other enough to put the effort in day to day to make it work. And, and I think Katie went on this show not for fame. She didn't want to be the bachelorette to be popular. She was already popular and she really wanted to find somebody. And, and I thought that she did that and the adversity that she faced along the way, which at times made this season not as fun to watch. I, I thought that she handled it really well. I'm a really big fan of Katie. Uh, a story is only as good as, as it's ending. I, I can't say it enough. It's, it's like that with anything. And I thought that this ending was very, very well done by the producers, by Katie, by all the gentlemen involved, good and bad. 
Big fan of it. I know it sounds weird, but that's how I feel. All right. Technical difficulties. It happens. So uh, that, that'll do it for Katie's Bachelorette season. Uh, big fan. Love Katie. Vent with Katie. Awesome. Uh, go, go her and Blake. Next up is Paradise. We did see a super preview, and it looks phenomenal. I knew almost all those people. It looks like they're all going to kiss and fight with each other. It's going to be great. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, special mention of like Becca Kufrin, who's going to make her way onto the beach, which I am so shocked about, but also so excited about. That's a big name. Also, Demi back for another season. She is a true drama queen. We're going to see way too much of her. I guarantee it. And then we have Kendall Long, which also very mind blowing to think about that. I know Earlier, we talked about um, grocery store Joe, and they were together for a few like years. I feel like it was a long time. I could be off about how long, but I think he's going to be on the beach, and then she's going to come in later. There's going to be a lot of drama there, and uh, definitely some heartbreak because you're either going to get back together or you're going to watch your ex date someone else right in front of you. Yeah, 100%. It seems tough for sure for everybody involved. And it looks a little bit like a game of Fortnite or something. I mean, you're dropping in almost 100 people and trying to see who can survive. There are going to be so many characters on this season. It is going to be absurd. I cannot wait. Me either. It's going to be so good, but I'm definitely wary about the host situation. Like that little John sign-off, I laughed for like five minutes. It reminds me of when uh, Hank Williams Jr. sings Monday Night Football, and that's like what leads him into it. He's like, Monday Night, and then Monday Night Football starts. And Little John basically did the same thing. It was brilliant. I knew you were going to love that. You love impersonating Little John. You're better at it than everybody else I know. But, yeah, um, it, it's it's going to be great. Uh, David Spade said, like, oh, all these beautiful people, and I'm the host. Like, that was kind of funny. I think they're going to do a better job than Tasha and Caitlin. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but it's the land of the unknown, and we're not afraid. We get no time off. It is back on next Monday. So uh, let's give them hell. Yeah, I'm ready for it, and I do think it's a blessing for Katie that people are just going to move right along to the next thing, and hopefully her and Blake can find some peace and really nurture this relationship, and maybe it'll uh, last through this probable rough patch that, I mean, I'm I'm saying they have. I don't actually know how they're doing. They could totally be thriving and be completely unbothered, which I hope is the case. But yeah, another season done. I feel good about it. Until next week. Yes, Lexi, as always, uh, wonderful job. Uh, you do so great with this. I would not still be talking about The Bachelor, Bachelorette, any of this stuff if it wasn't for you. You are a wonderful co-host. Uh, I need you to keep this going. Great job, as always. Cannot thank you enough for your time, your effort. It's just all around, 10 out of 10, wonderful. And as we go into this new era of Bachelor in Paradise, I don't want you to think that you're that you're bad at this or anything, but we, we may have uh, a little surprise. I'm going to spice up the show a little bit. So that'll be for you to wait and see, you know, nothing about that. I'm just going to surprise you, but uh, we're going to start taking this bachelor stuff a little more seriously. And I think we could use an opinion or two on here. So we will see what that looks like down the road, but next week we could have a surprise guest. We will see. Oh man, I am nervous, but also, 
Also very anxious. Yeah, no, nervous and anxious. Okay, well, I mean, you're, you're still here. I'm not going to bring anybody in that doesn't mesh really well with you. Just, just so you know, I would never do that. <laughs> All right, well, we're in for a surprise, everyone. Until then, until next week, TTYL. <laughs>